Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. My name is M, and I want to talk about books and cats. Welcome back, book lovers. So we are keeping up with our horror all October, although this book is a little less horror, but definitely still a thriller. I got tired of Stephen King and decided I needed something different. So today I want to talk about Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. So sometimes I put off reading a book and then when I finally read it, I regret that I waited so long. (laughs) This is definitely one of those books. Honestly, the blurb did not draw me in, but I was looking for something creepy and far from Stephen King. So I decided to just start reading. I was immediately engaged in the story. It's located in London as well as the Scottish Highlands, and I love the description of the Highlands in winter. It just seems so desolate and beautiful And I'm kind of obsessed with going to Scotland someday. I've got a lot of Scottish in me. My great-great-grandma came over from Scotland. And it is high on my list of places to travel. It sounds incredible. And I love Scottish accents. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into the book. I'm going to do my best to not spoil anything. Because this one, there are so many revelations along the way. I don't want to give away anything. It begins with a couple, Amelia and Adam, and they are driving through a blizzard to a weekend getaway in Scotland. Things are tense. This trip is a last-ditch effort to repair their marriage, and they are both lying about several things. There are a lot of secrets in this story, and as you go, all will be revealed. Adam is a screenwriter who has had some success with adapting other people's novels, But he truly wants to see his own screenplay, Rock, Paper, Scissors, on the big screen. It's come somewhat close in the past, but it never came to fruition. Adam's two biggest flaws are his insane dedication to his work and the fact that he has face blindness. Not that that's his fault, but it complicates his life, especially his relationship with his wife. He's also obsessed with a thriller author named Henry Winter. He was his writing hero And somehow Adam manages to land a job adapting Winter's books into screenplays, which makes him a nice living and gives him some notoriety. Henry Winter is a recluse and rarely makes an appearance in public life. He has never before allowed anyone to adapt his books, but somehow Adam gets permission, and they become somewhat close. Adam views him as a father figure and will bend over backwards to work for him, to the detriment of everything else. So the current chapters are told either from the perspective of Adam or Amelia, at least at first. And in between the current chapters, there are letters that have been written to Adam from his wife. She got the idea from his original screenplay, Rock, Paper, Scissors. She writes one every year on their anniversary. And they're never really meant to be read by him, maybe someday, but it's more a record of their marriage. 
the good and the bad, the ups and downs, it gives us a little more insight into their private life. It also reveals somewhat cryptically that his wife had something to do with Adam getting permission to adapt Henry Winter's books, but it doesn't specify how she managed to do it. Anyway, they arrive at their getaway destination in a violent snowstorm. It turns out that the place used to be a chapel and has been refurbished into a nice, though worn and somewhat dusty place. Things immediately begin to go awry. The power goes off and on. Amelia thinks she sees a face at the kitchen window and drops an expensive bottle of wine. And the eyes in the darkness outside turn out to be sheep. (laughs) The tension of their crumbling marriage is growing even worse, though they try to pretend otherwise. And the revelation of their lies and plans are beginning to surface. This book has a couple of wild twists and turns, and it took me by surprise in a big way at one point near the end. Not going to give anything else away, but read this one. It is fabulous and will keep you guessing right up until the end. The ending is also super satisfying. This book is so good. Definitely check out Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. And now we're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I've got a story about my cats and a review of a horror movie that I just watched. Welcome back, book lovers. So my cats have been pretty wild lately. Not sure if it's the changing weather or what, but even my old boy has been running around and playing like crazy. Lately, it's been a nightly routine for the kids and cats to gather in my room to play. And we have found their absolute favorite toy better than anything we have ever bought for them. Ready for it? It's a scrunchie on a string. I pulled a string out of one of my hoodies, and we tied a scrunchie on there. And it has been just hours of entertainment for them all. They are ridiculous animals. And my kids think it's funny, too. So, in keeping with the Halloween vibes, I wanted to watch a scary movie, since this is the last episode before Halloween, And at first I was considering another Stephen King adaptation, but honestly, I'm kind of burnt out on Stephen King, and I wanted to watch a good movie. Most of his are not great. (laughs) First I attempted to watch We Need to Talk About Kevin. I wasn't really sure what it was about, but it had Tilda Swinton, John C. Riley, and Ezra Miller, so I thought it'd be good. I'm sure it is good, but it was way too slow for the mood that I was in. It was a lot of flashbacks, and while the story was slowly being revealed, it was pretty obvious where it was going, and it was so painfully slow. Not a lot of talking, either. Just long, silent scenes. Which creates an ambiance and builds tension, I understand that, but it just was too much for this morning. Also, the sound mixing was off, um, the music was painfully loud, and then the minimal talking that there was was so much quieter. And that can, that really throws me off sometimes when I'm watching a movie. So, needless to say, I gave up on it. It's also about a teen school shooter and his mother's struggle and self-blame. It was just way too heavy for me at the moment. And not the kind of scary I was looking for. So, I opted for the train to Busan. I had heard great things about it, and I love a good zombie movie. Plus, it's Korean, so you know it's going to be good. So far, every Korean movie I've seen has been excellent. It came out in 2016, and it stars Gong Yu, who is also in the extremely popular Squid Game. He's the salesman, the one who challenges and baits the players into initially joining the game. 
He is so good at playing a scumbag, <laughs> which is essentially what he is in this movie, too. He starts out as an extremely self-centered businessman, but he does have a child, and he does eventually begin helping other people during this horrible nightmare of an experience. There's actually character growth in this zombie movie, and I kind of love that. Essentially, as their train is leaving, the news begins to report on an outbreak and quickly moves into footage of just rioting in the cities. And unfortunately for the ones on the train, a person with a bite got on before they left. The zombies in this movie are amazing. They are so cool looking, they're vicious, and they have just enough like believable limitations, such as getting confused when there's darkness and not being able to work door locks. It's very handy for the people trapped on the train with them. And those limitations just kind of make sense, you know? They're not all powerful, but they're not also, like, inconsistently stupid, which I have found in some zombie things, that sometimes the zombies are super smart, and then all of a sudden they're dumb, and I hate that. I want consistency in my zombies. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I also love the containment of being trapped on a bullet train. It creates really interesting problems and really ramps up the tension. Plus, they do break up the monotony of the setting by getting off at a station which they believe is safe, which quickly becomes terrifying because the army has already been turned into zombies. There are several moments of the zombies just piling up against the glass and then bursting through. This movie had some really great visuals, and that was one of my favorites. <laughs> For the ones that managed to get back on the train, they now have new problems, and they're not entirely zombie-related. It gets kind of into the psychology of fear in people and in groups, which I found to be a really nice, interesting touch, and it really moves the plot along well. Plus, the ending of this movie is superb. If you have somehow missed this like I did, I highly recommend The Train to Busan. It may be the best zombie movie I've ever seen. So for the quote of the week, I only have one this week, but it's a good one. And it is, don't let the hurt child inside you make your adult decisions. And it's actually a quote from Kylie Sonique Love from RuPaul's Drag Race. But I think it's a good one. It's good advice. I think we all have an inner child and some of them are more damaged than others, but all of them are scared. I don't think most of us are ever truly prepared for adulthood. And I think the inner child can sometimes take the reins. And that's not helpful. I speak from my own experience and from watching other people that are close to me. The hurt inner child is reactive, emotional, and explosive. Not the best things for making a good rational decision. And maybe we needed that hurt child in the past. Maybe that's how we broke free. But eventually, you have to let that inner child heal and take responsibility for your life. Then things become infinitely better. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And keep an eye out for my next audiobook, which should be out in the next month. Have a happy Halloween, everyone, and until next time, keep reading.